This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk to Dolphins Executive Vice President Mike Tannenbaum. He joins us in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. Uh, Mike, good morning. How old are your children? How old are your kids? Uh, 12 and 10. Okay. Have you ever have you ever had to make a decision like I have to make right now whether or not I'm going to allow my kids to see a specific movie? Uh, I would say that I have a vote, but I am overruled by the czar CEO of our family, also known as my wife. So I have a nine, non-binding uh, suggestion. So, so have you had movies that you that you were overruled by your wife, and she said you cannot take them to see that movie? Yeah, without question. <laughs> and is it because the movie is too violent, or like what was the reason you think? Well, I would say this, and I wouldn't uh, just limit it to uh, movies. I, I frequently get overruled by uh, activities that we may or may not be able to do with our kids. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we probably err on the side of being conservative, you know, with language and things like that. So what's more important to you? Is it more the violence or would the nudity fall into into factor? Probably sounds like both. I, 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 would, I would say we are uh, light years away from, from nudity. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got daughters, obviously. Yeah, ah. I sure do, and they're and they're going to be under lock and key for oh, yeah. a long time. I yeah, that. that's I understandable. That. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's get to the important stuff. Obviously, football here. All right, uh, we're we're a week away from, I guess, the calendar year getting started with uh, with the NFL. I think it's March 9th when that gets going. You got the combine going on now, and everything. Is there what what is most important? What is priority number one for the Dolphins when the free agency period begins? You know, for us, uh, Chris Fuhrer, GM, Adam Gase, our head coach, Steve Ross, our owner, like we're, we're completely aligned that we want to retain as many of our own players as possible, guys. Um, you know, there were a lot of things that we felt we were encouraged by last year that we want to build on. And the most important thing to, way to do that is, is to show your guys in the locker room that you want to take care of your own. So, you know, with that said, within reason, we're going to try to keep as many of our guys as we can, knowing that some are going to leave. That's just what happens in a cap system. You know, if we go back a year ago, Rashard Matthews, Olivier Vernon, Derek Shelby, uh, LeVar Miller, you know, those guys left. And that's just part of, uh, you know, what happens with free agency. So we're going to try to keep as many as we can and, and see what happens. I think, it's, I think it's an interesting and probably the right approach where you want to pay guys who have been in your locker room because – do you find, you know, in your time with the Dolphins now, maybe in your time with the Jets, uh, that guys in your locker room, guys who've previously been in your locker room, will get upset when they see other guys who earn their money, I guess, elsewhere get paid uh, by the current club? Have you found that to be something that would that would get guys upset? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I think there's always like two sides to that coin, which is, of course, you want to, you know, have guys know that you show up, you work hard, you do the right thing. Uh, we want to reward that. And then you have the other part of the locker room that says, hey, wait a second, you know, we have uh, all this cap room. Let's go get players to make us better. Um, you know, we're trying to win. And if you're not spending money to bring in talent, then, you know, how can we win? So, you know, you kind of, you kind of hear both sides of it. Um, but, again, I think if you look at what we've done, you know, trading for, you know, Kenny Stills a couple of years ago or trading for Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell, I think you have to be, you know, opportunistic. You can't sit here and say, hey, 
you know, we're only going to, you know, pay our own guys or you're only going to go outside the building. I think it's like anything in life. You have to be, you know, realistic, keep it within a context. And when, you know, good opportunities present themselves, you have to take advantage of it. And the reality is you're going to lose guys in the market. So you're going to have to replace that talent from somewhere. Part of it's going to be from the draft and part of it's going to be, you know, be it trades or free agency. So speaking about the draft, are you a fan of the fact that now you there, there's like some type of formula or a cap on bringing in obviously your rookie, your first round pick? Are you a fan once they announce that there's a limitation for how much these guys are going to be getting paid, especially guaranteed money in that first round? Yeah, you know, that's, you know, it's just part of the um, overall, you know, collective bargaining agreement. And I think what what that's done is say, hey, you know, you're going to spend more money on the vets. And, and to me, that you know, that makes a lot of sense, you know, from guys that have earned it. And, you know, ultimately, I think everybody watching the sport wants the same thing. Like, the money should go to the players that have earned it. And, uh, you know, certainly these rookies get, you know, another bite of the apple. And, again, you know, go back to last year, you know, someone like Olivier Vernon, you know, he was a third-round pick. He signed a four-year contract, which, let's face it, you know, in the context of an NFL player, was pretty modest dollars. He had a great career, a great guy, uh, and he was able to, uh, you know, maximize his economic situation, and I don't think anybody, you know, begrudged him. So, you know, from that standpoint, I think, you know, the system's working. We got Dolphins Executive VP Mike Tannenbaum joining us here. Mike, give us uh, give us 15 seconds here. we got to do something for the listeners. Romberg, give a clue to a Chris Rock movie here for folks who want to try and win those Chris Rock tickets. Go ahead, Romberg. I'm sure this might be one of Mike's favorite movies probably, as well. Probably, probably. Uh, character's name is Albert. Kind of, uh, it was mostly the original, original NWA movie, and it's one of my favorites, uh, talking about... Uh, it was like mocking NWA, right? Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. talking about my man, MC Gusto. All right, very good. All right, mm-hmm. so in the 8 o'clock hour, you'll tell us. We'll give you a cue to call the listeners. You could try to if you want, Mike. And the first person who tells us the movie that... Romberg is describing right there. We're going to set you up with tickets to go see Chris Rock on March 30th at the Hard Rock Live. All right, so uh, let's let's get back to free agency here. Uh, you got Kiko Alonso, who's been uh, been in the papers a little bit over the last uh, day or two, and and linebacker, at least for me, would appear to be a place where you may want to look in free agency. How does how does that play a role into Kiko Alonso? Middle linebacker, outside linebacker, considering that apparently he is more interested in staying at the middle position. Uh, well, you know, we have a new defensive coordinator in Matt Burke who took over for Vance Joseph. And, you know, we're going to probably tweak a couple of things, but for the most part, keep things the same. And one of the things that we talk about is, is versatility. So I'm really glad Kiko's here. He played real well, um, has a lot of versatility. So we're not as, you know, fixed on, you know, labels, you know, who's playing inside, outside, and, you know, part of it's going to be, you know, who else we could add. But I'm really glad he's on the team. He'll be here. And, you know, we'll figure those things out as the offseason progresses and see who else we can add to the mix. What do you do in a spot like that? Like, do you want to talk to Kiko before you make any kind of moves? Or You know, it doesn't have to specifically be Kiko Alonso, but do you ever want to talk to a guy who's currently on the team and, you know, make sure that they're okay with this or okay with that? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're necessarily looking like for player approval. But, um, you know, I do think we try to over-communicate with our guys. And certainly, you know, uh, if and when we make a move and it affects their play time or their position, um, I always tell them, like, you know, they're going to find out, so let, let them find out for, from us first. And I think uh, we try to over-communicate with them and their agent, you know, for bringing in a guy that's going to compete or whatever it is. Like, we want them to hear the narrative from us first um, and then, you know, go from there. So, um Again, we have a lot of respect for what Kiko's done. We're really glad he's here. And, you know, again, resources in our sport are limited. You know, there's a handful of guys each year that you can either afford that are free agents or in the draft. So, you know, you do the best you can with the resources you have. 
Mike, the way that you guys are running the dynamic over there on, in terms of calling the shots between you and Adam Gase, um, obviously Julius Thomas, the one of the acquisitions so far this offseason, that has been pretty impressive in terms of adding another dynamic to Ryan Tannehill's offense. How much of that, and I know you can't divulge if it's going to be a contract situation with with, with either uh, Landry or, or Kenny, it doesn't really matter, but, but how much of adding Julius Thomas to this offense right now kind of dictates what's going to be going on with the future contracts of those two individuals. Right. Well, n- nothing really can happen until March 9th, but, you know, between now and March 9th, we could go see, you know, the movie CB4, for example, while we're waiting for free agency to begin. But uh, with, with, with that with, with that said, um, you know, getting a chance to work with Adam and having him, you know, have insight on foreign players is certainly, you know, helpful. And, again, we're going to want to try to keep our own the best we can. And with Kenny, you know, we'll see what happens. We've talked to his agent uh, multiple times, and, um, you know, we'll keep working hard, and, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, with the market, you just never know. Um, uh, he's done a lot of great things for us, and we're going to try to keep as many players as possible. And then, you know, once we're able to make trades and, and add players, we're, we're certainly going to try to do that as well. But, again, there's a couple of good movies you guys can go see while we're all waiting. <laughs> Now, not that you don't want guys to get paid, okay, but when you see a deal, when you have a situation like Kenny Stills, who's going to be a free agent, or, you know, maybe Jarvis Landry, who, you know, could want to renegotiate his contract, and then you see what Antonio Brown just got paid, are you kind of sitting back as, you know, a guy who's running a team and you kind of hope, man, I hope when that number comes in, it's not too high because I know what it's going to wind up meaning for my guys? Yeah, Antonio Brown got paid. Really? Yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot. I think I got uh, you know a hundred people text me when, when that happens. And you know, look, uh, the reality is, I, when when people get paid at a position that is going to be relevant, it always becomes part of a, the factor, becomes part of the market. But there's never any one deal you do that you can only point to one deal. So there's always going to be, you know, from a club standpoint, hey, these two or three are comp. And then, you know, the agent is always going to have, you know, his two or three. And you try to figure out a spot where you, know, you throw out the high, the low, and, and figure out a way you can get a deal done, you know, that both sides could live with. So um, more deals going to get done. More players going to get cut. You know, what, you know, the other day, what, Jamal Charles got cut. Uh, some Adrian Peterson, a lot of notable players. So there's going to be more players added to the market between now and March 9th. That's what happens. Um, and while some guys are getting paid, other guys are being reduced. Uh, obviously, rewind the button a year a year ago in the draft, and you guys get Laramie Tunsil. Had to play him at guard, and I knew from the beginning he's going to be the left tackle for the Miami Dolphins come a year later. Obviously, comes to fruition. What is the excitement level between Laramie, the offensive line coach, and the Miami Dolphins in terms of him bouncing outside to that left tackle spot? Yeah, no, we're really excited about that. You know, we feel like we have an excellent, excellent offensive line coach and a gentleman named Chris Forster. Been around for a long time, guys. And you go back last year, we won a lot of games, and he did a great job with – you know, less than household names, Anthony Steams, the Craig Urbix, who, who, you know, plugged in and we won games and they deserve credit. And Chris Forster does. And, you know, in a perfect world, guys, as you both know, uh, Brett, as a former senator, you want to have continuity up front the best you can. And, you know, hopefully if we're having this conversation in a year from now, hey, we have these five guys and they're coming back and, and we can build and have continuity. So um, we're really excited about Laramie, excited about his athleticism, his future feel incredibly fortunate that we were able to get him. But for us, you know, we're looking at it as a group of, like, hopefully we can, you know, uh, keep a bunch of those guys together and, you know, season goes. When a guy like your center pouncey comes out and says he's concerned about playing with his kids and the future of his hip and that kind of situation, does that, like, raise any flags in the front office when a player is worried about his future and the possibility of not playing football anymore? 
Yeah, you know, Mike's a guy that's given us everything he's got. He loves football. Um, obviously, he's had to deal with significant injuries. You know, he's aware of it. We're aware of it. But um, And he's given us everything he's got. So, um, uh, hopefully, he'll be able to come back. And, uh, you know, we're lucky that Mike Pouncey's adopted him. But, 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 there's, but there's nothing like a Nick Mangold coming on free agency now that's obviously coming from where you came from. Uh, there, there's nothing like a, a red flag or, or a firecracker that goes off where you're like, hmm, maybe we can bring in him. Yeah, no, our, 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 our hope and expectation is Mike's back. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how we're going to plan accordingly and, and see what happens. And, you know, being around Mike every day, even when he's on the field, as I've told him repeatedly, guys, and, and I mean this, you know, sincerely, like, he helps us, you know, his, his work ethic, his leadership, uh, his passion for it. So uh, he's around every day. He's in the locker room. He still has an enormous presence for us. And, you know, again, our expectations are he'll play this year. You know, I've always felt that the calendar is kind of backwards for the NFL, that teams would be better served if the draft was before free agency. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, it actually, um, that happened in the lockout um, a couple of years ago. So, you know, coming out of it, that, um, I know other people feel that way. Um, it is a long off season from a standpoint that, you know, we've had some of our scouts work on the draft since, you know, the prior year of May in terms of uh, starting to go to college campuses. And it, it's a long off season. Uh, it's kind of had this natural, uh, I don't know, rhythm for lack of a better word. So it's kind of what I'm used to. And, you know, we're here in Indy. There's a ton of agents that, you know, you're trying to meet with your, the agents of the guys you're trying to sign. Uh, obviously you're keeping one eye close on the draft and, um, I don't know if the powers to be ever wanted to switch it. You know, it, it would certainly would be interesting. Probably would mean you know less coach involvement for the draft, which is you know a whole other dynamic. So there's you know a lot of other variables that you'd have to look at. Do you uh, do you expect any issues with Landry as far as uh, negotiating a possible new deal, even though he's got a year left? Yeah, um, you know, right now we're we're kind of focused on you know a couple more pressing issues in terms of where we'll be uh, in the next week or so. And then, um, you know, well, off season's a long time. You know, we don't kick off till September. So, you know, a lot will happen between now and then. And obviously Jarvis has done, you know, a lot of good things for us. But, you know, right now we're really focused to try to get, you know, some of our players, you know, signed before they become free agents or when they hit the market, try to keep them. All right, very good, Mike. Thanks a lot for your time this morning. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, that's Mike Tannenbaum, Executive Vice President of the Dolphins. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.